Welcome to the Scottish Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host Chris and here we delve into the multitude of strange occurrences that happen in Scotland and beyond. You can contact us with your own accounts at the Scottish Paranormal Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all social media channels and you can contact us by either means. Tonight's episode we have Phil Webster on the show. Phil Webster um, is an author of a recent book called Letting Glow, a book of mysticism, mystical experiences, life and death and mediumship. Just let get right in it now, and we'll welcome Phil into the show. So you okay. were saying you, you do a bit of acting and stuff like that as well? Yeah, so I lived I lived abroad for 20 years, and um, I was running bars and nightclubs, stuff like that, um, which was fun at some point, and then, and then it wasn't after a while, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of lifestyle choices in that environment, and um, yeah, been there. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, start, I, I, then I trained to be a personal trainer, and then came back to the UK 2017, and um, and I just felt like I could like start over again, and I thought let's just like I felt like there were like opportunities. I'd never lived in London before. I grew up on the Isle of Wight, yeah, and I felt like there were things like open here, and I was like solid. Let's just let's just try drama school, right? In my forties, just just for the hell of it, you know, and right. not really under any illusions, but um. Yeah, got a few small parts here and there, a few lines here and there. Like literally, I'll walk on, say something, walk off, and then that will get cut. And and but I'll get paid for it, you know. But um, so not not under any illusions about setting Hollywood on fire in my mid forties. But um, but it was all right. It's been, been paying the bills with it. So yeah. that's cool, man. At least you're doing it. You know what I mean? It's a uh, it's a big jump to do something like that. I mean, I I used to think think of that back in the day as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I was probably I was in my when was it? I must have been late twenties or early thirties, and I went yeah. and got a couple of acting lessons. I was going to take oh, on a wow. course yeah, and stuff yeah. like that um, yeah. from Glasgow, and um, I ended up. I went a few times, and I, I mean, I I ended up like I couldn't commit to it, just try to juggle yeah. work and stuff like that. So it's quite I hard to actually to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I kind of came away from it, but always kind of regretted it. And didn't get me wrong, you could always go back to it, as you say. And, and there's like, yeah. actors, there's actors at all ages. You know what I mean, you need you need people acting parts at all different ages. So that's it. it. Part, that's so. one good thing about it. The only thing is, uh, it's funny because like lately I've been talking on podcasts and I've been sort of playing it down a bit and being like, yeah, you know, I, I don't really call myself an actor and all that. And, and, and it's true, all my attention has been on the book this last year. Yeah. And then um, the other day, just out of the blue, so weird i gotta tell you like i mean i sort of go somewhat into the mystical bit but i was doing a meditation and i've just been talking about somebody about like uh so i just go straight into it but yeah, like cool. alternate timelines right you yeah. know that we've got these like you know various like you know like every possibility out there you know that we've only got the moment of now and we've got all these alternate lives running alongside us yeah yeah and they was talking about sort of concentrating on shifting timelines and i thought all right i'll give this a go and and i and i just did a you know 10 15 minute meditation on this Swear to God, like I haven't put any effort into acting at all in the last year, and like not a not a second. And an hour later, I got a phone call from a Kurdish director that I met five years ago, like once met him once, and I, I didn't know who it was. I was like, you know, sorry, and, and he explained who it was. And I'd met him at my friend's house five years ago, and he said, yeah, he said I just put your profile, your acting profile, forward to a to another Kurdish director in Kurdistan. Of all of all places, right? And and uh and he said he wants you for the lead in a World War One period drama shooting in Kurdistan, few grand, all expenses paid, like flying in two weeks. I was like, all right, well, yeah, like, let's let's do it. But 
I mean, so off the wall, you know what I mean? That's not a place yeah. I ever thought I'd go to. And I mean, all right, it's not like Steven Spielberg ringing me or anything, but but still. That's um, nice. Sounds good. Yeah, just, just out of the blue. So, so yeah, it looks like I'm doing that again. But, yeah. I see, and going to Kurdistan, which I didn't see in my uh, in my immediate future or, or any future. So, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in synchronicity, and I mean, once you start looking at things, and once you start having a, an interest in things or whatever, like life just throws possibilities at you. you know what I mean, and, absolutely. And it's up to you to it's up to you to actually um, recognize them, and the more you recognize them, the more you recognize them. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, you you yeah, see yeah, them. And then there's there's more things that pop up down the line, but I mean there's so many people probably oblivious to these things mm. and don't yeah, follow yeah. them or um or don't follow that path or whatever you know what I mean. But I, yeah. I'm a great believer in it. You know what I mean, it's yeah. uh, I I mean I'm trying to think of something now. I mean, but they escape me. But I have got a good few synchronicities that got a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll no, remember them during during the podcast. So yes. sorry, so let me talk about um your new book out, Letting Glow. Yep. Um, so if you want to just maybe do a wee intro on yourself and just uh, tell the listeners um, who you are and maybe how you get started, we can just kind of start for there if you want. That's sure, sure. All right. Well, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my name is Phil Webster. I recently released a book called Letting Glow. came out in April um, and it's it's available everywhere, basically. It's, like, it's at all the usual uh, bookstores worldwide. And, and then I, I guess the obvious place to get it is Amazon. Um, and it, and it's kind of billed as a as a um a, a guide to intuition, consciousness, and and intuition. I had to actually look at it there to remind myself. <laughs> but um, but essentially, uh, the, the book came about through through grief through grieving. Really, I, I lost my mum um at the end of twenty twenty one, and and something happened around her passing, and that really spurred the whole the whole story behind it, and and kind of like uh sent me down this completely different trajectory to to what I was on because um at the time um we were just chatting before but I'd been living abroad for 20 years and um I ended up living in Helsinki in Finland came back to the UK 2017 uh pursued acting um and was kind of doing all right with it was paying the bills with it stuff like that um and then of course COVID happened and all that um and yeah so I, I don't know work dried up um through that and then then lost my mum and yeah like I say something that happened around it just 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 sort of just threw me off track completely and 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 I have to say it's just sent my life in a completely different direction to, to where I thought it was going. So in, in regards to the the incident that happened are you okay to talk about what happened what put you on that yeah. that, that went for there so no absolutely I mean the book starts with it like on the first page so it's um I'm not uh, you know not giving uh much away yeah <laughs> but um yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a weird one because I've talked about it a lot now, and and it's kind of, you know, it's turned into this story about the book when it was when it's probably the worst day of my life, you know, like um when we lose, uh, I keep saying like uh, obviously people have different relationships with their parents, but yeah, I feel that when we lose a parent, you really lose like that one true witness to your life, right? You know, they they've been there since day one, they've watched everything, you know, they know you inside out, um probably know you better than you know yourself to in some respects, and then um. And then they suddenly gone, and it, and it's like stepping into an alternate universe. You know, it's it's literally like there was that, and then there's this. You know, yeah. So you know, it was a tough, as it is for anyone that that loses anyone. It was a tough uh, couple of years, but yeah. Um, to, just to get to the point. Um, so yeah, we've just been through 2020. Um, we just got to that Christmas where the the government was saying 
uh, at least, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the same in Scotland, but they were saying, go home for Christmas, hug your family, all this stuff at the end of 2020. Yeah. And, then, and then it was like two days before or something. They were like, actually, yeah, don't do that. You know, and 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 um and my mum was on the Isle of Wight where I grew up. She'd lived alone there for about twenty years. Um, she was in her mid seventies, in reasonably good health. She had various age related health problems. Um, but you know, I expected her to be around for a few years yet. But she'd been like isolating at home for that whole year, and and just to give it a bit of backstory around what I'm going to say, you know, we we'd gone into. She was supposed to come here for Christmas, and and we decided against it because of all the chaos around that. Um, so this was mid January, 2021. And we, I think we were in another lockdown at that point. So um, I knew all of the neighbors, you know, we didn't have any other family there. So I, I kind of knew our daily routines and we would FaceTime uh, two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. And I think this was uh, probably the third time I spoke to her that day. And it was around, it was quite late at night. It was 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. Um, so I called her that evening and, and as she picked up the phone, she would keep her phone charging in the hallway, right? And as she answered it, it was kind of still on the floor. And as she leaned in, there was a man leaning in from the other side. And I saw him long enough that I could describe him. He had like thinning gray hair, glasses, looked like he was in his mid-60s. And um, and just threw me off, right? Because I was like, well, who the hell is that? You know, there's not supposed to be anyone there. Mm-hmm. And I knew everyone in our immediate circle. Um, and the Isle of Wight, you know, it's a pretty rural place. There's nothing happening there. And uh yeah. and um Anyway, so as she picked the phone up, he went out of shop and I said, well, who was that? And, and she said, who was what? And I was like, OK, well, I said, the guy, I just I just saw somebody, you know, who who was it? And she was, um, no, she said, there's not not been anyone here all day. Um, and she started talking about her day and it, and it just kind of threw me off. And I was just kind of in a bit of a daze. And I, and I said, look, sorry to interrupt you, mom. I said, but I just saw somebody like who who was it? And she said, no, no, no there's not been anyone here for ages. And I'd always used to be able to tell if there was someone with her because she would put on like airs and graces, you know, when she was on a phone call or whatever, just start speaking a lot posher and, you know, yeah. and, it, and it was impossible to have a conversation with her. It used to drive me nuts. And and she wasn't doing any of that. She was just kind of going on about a day. And, and I was just thinking, well, I just saw the guy, right? And as we talked, I just kind of thought, well, I'm going to let it go. And I think my mind did go straight to the supernatural, even though that wasn't really something I was really uh, it wasn't really uh any of you know of my focus points at the time but obviously it was a bit weird and um and i thought well i don't want to freak her out so i'll just let it be and um and and i just let it go and we chatted for like another 45 minutes to an hour or so and and somewhere through it i just thought well i must have been mistaken you know she didn't give any indication that there was anyone with her uh nobody said goodbye to her or anything like that i mean of course i wasn't there so i can't 100 say that there was absolutely nobody with her but knowing everything about her as I did, knowing the environment, I believe that there was no one physically with her. So I went to bed that night, and the next morning I got a phone call that from the neighbor that they couldn't get in, and my mum was having a heart attack, and and she passed away that morning. Um, Sorry, Hila. Yeah, no, thank you. But so, <clears throat> you know, obviously the the shock of that and and everything that you go through with grief, you know, went for all of that. But this things that kind of played at the back of my mind i was like well what was that you know what are we talking are we talking ghosts spirit guides um you know that was that somebody giving me a sign you know um so yeah i I mean that was kind of that that was that was the trigger for the whole thing um i I was working um as i say I'd, i'd been waiting for some work and they just started this uh one of those big marvel movies you know um there's a point to this i'll tell you 
get to the story why later but um i was working on doctor strange and the multiverse of madness right so that was the sequel to doctor strange these big superhero things yeah and i was supposed to be starting on it like two or three days later and it was a good four months of work nothing special i was just like one warrior or some something you know and um and 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 I was kind of that was half the reason I was staying away from her also because I was kind of a bit paranoid like if he caught COVID there would you know you wouldn't get the job basically yeah 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 um so I was kind of cautious with that as well as well as thinking of her and all the lockdowns and the rest of it um but yeah I just kind of I thought well I'm just gonna get on with this you know I went down to the Isle of Wight I didn't see her because again because of COVID they took her body away and I wasn't allowed to see her but um. I just thought, well, I'm just going to keep myself busy. I've got this work coming, so I just got on with it, and I just kind of kept my head down for a good two months. Didn't really speak to anybody on the set. Um, and eventually, uh, at some point, I, I told somebody this story, like a young girl. Uh, I say young girl. She's probably about 30 or something. Um, and and she said, well, she said, have you asked for a sign? And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I said, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm leaning this way towards something esoteric, you know? Um but I'm almost afraid to ask for a sign. What if I don't get one? Then what does it mean? You know, what what was that then? Because it didn't really give me any comfort. The guy, he didn't look like a family member. He didn't look like anyone I know. So I, I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, it was like, okay, well, it looked like there was somebody there to let me know that she was about to pass. I didn't act on it because I wasn't thinking around that stuff. But um, it didn't really give me much comfort still. Anyway, I had a day off from this uh, filming. And we just moved into a new apartment with my with my fiance, and um, she'd done most of the work because I was working all the time. But that day, I was packing away a bunch of Blu-rays, and they're all in a box in the same place. And I thought, oh, okay, let's do this sign thing. So I was like, all right, mum, if you're around, give me a sign, right? And um, and then I went about putting these Blu-rays away, and I got all these Marvel films at the time. Um, I kind of lost interest in in them since working on one, but um. I was packing them away very methodically and I noticed that one was missing and the one that was missing was Doctor Strange, right? The first movie to the one that I was working on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny, you know, out of all of them, that's that's the one Blu-ray that's missing, you know? And um, and I didn't, still sort of didn't really attribute it to the sign thing. And um, a bit later in the day, I just was sort of going about tidying the place and then I found it and it was sitting on top of a pile of books, like the other side of the studio apartment that we moved into. And um, so I've got Doctor Strange on the top and these books and the book underneath the author's name was poking out and it said Maureen, which was my mum's name. And then the book under that, a part of the title was poking out and it said Living. So I've got Doctor Strange, Maureen and Living right after I'd asked for a sign. And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, I, I was still kind of skeptical at that point. Um, but yeah, in hindsight, I, I think that was kind of the first of the first of many. It's a it's a hard one. I mean, with that, be there's there's so many different things you could have, can you sign wise and stuff like that. And it's um, I mean, so did the with the books put there? Did, did, in regards to like the when the you found the books, mm. um, do you know who put the books there or took the books out? Or well, that that's the thing is like I don't think I mean thinking about it, I don't think that the 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 Blu-ray had somehow floated across the room. Or so, I mean, maybe it did. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Um, but it was just odd. It was just odd that because all of these Blu-rays and I got a lot of them, you know, like fifty of them or something, mm-hmm. and they're kind of useless now, obviously, and everything's streaming. But um, 
every one of them was in the same box apart from that one you know yeah and 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 the pile of books were just randomly piled up i guess my my partner had had put them over there mm-hmm. um i don't know you know that this is something that's come up later and and this kind of really sort of goes into things there was another thing that happened later on which I'll, which I'll tell you about and and it's almost as though something's already set up before i get there or you know um i mean this is a bit this is a bit out there and it sounds like i'm sort of desperately trying to clutch for straws to to believe these things but i had another experience later on um uh, well i'll tell you about in a bit and it's almost as though something's understood my plight and what i was getting to and that was already there for me to to sort of find you know before i knew it uh, if that makes sense i don't know, no, I know what you mean yeah, like yeah. lean it up in some kind of sense is that what you mean as in well as though i mean we were just talking briefly before we started about um about time and and, and all that stuff and and this is sort of going way out there but i know that you're fine with that <laughs> um <laughs> just as, as you know we've only got and i've got another story around this but the, you know we've only got the moment of now essentially right yeah and who's to say how it really works i i, I you know we think we you know there's i know there's kind of two school of thoughts on it in in terms of in scientific terms that you know one is that there is a a beginning and an end and the other is that all we've got is this moment of now and that's all there ever has been and all there ever will be you know that everything that's ever happened is happening right now or ever will happen yeah and that branches off into the whole multiverse thing and and, and all that kind of uh stuff that i'm not smart enough to um talk about but um but yeah who knows you know um a little bit later on so 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 just to give you another story um so when i was dealing with sort of getting rid of my well i, I was kind of empty in my mum's house and, and i kept hold of it hold of it for as long as i could on the isle of wight and uh, i'm based in london so i would go down there and just just to be with her stuff really you know just to sort of sit around and grieve and and, and it wasn't much fun to be honest um i don't know if it did me any good or not um but yeah there were strange times uh, uh 2021 still Anyway, there was one evening and I was kind of like, all right, I've had I've had these things that I believe are signs. And I was like, I just I need something more. You know, these are these could be attributed to coincidences or what have you. And uh, and this one's quite out there again. And um, and I think I'd had a bit to drink that night. I'd gone down to the beach and I and I was, you know, I was crying. I was I was sort of really missing my mum that night and um just sat on the beach and I was like, all right, look, if if I'm supposed to do this, we should I'm sort of jumping ahead a bit, but I've met a few people that told me that I was definitely on this path um, towards mediumship and what have you. Um, I was like, give me a sign, you know, give me something solid. You know, I need something more than than a what could or couldn't be a coincidence. And I, and I was kind of bawling. There were a few fishermen lined up along the water and I, they probably just thought I was, you know, more drunk than I was or nuts or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but I was like, I need something, you know, I need something. And and I turned to my left and there was a cafe on the beach, uh, I mean, which I was sat next to. But what I had noticed was they had a chalkboard, you know, where they've normally got like the specials and, you know, yeah. soup of the day and stuff like that. Um, and this this was out of season. I, I can't remember. I'll probably say it was like autumn. And I looked on the board and and my name was wrote there, like Phil was wrote there in chalk, right? And And underneath it, it just said, hi. And then it said it, hi, 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 like all over it, as in the greeting, like H-I. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, all right, no, that, I mean, that's that's a lot. I, I, am I like like losing it here or what? But it was it was my name and hi, were everywhere. And that's I thought, 
I thought, all right, I'll I'll take it. I'll stop. I'll stop questioning this stuff and um, and let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. I mean, it's like um, and I understand they coming because I, I carry my mother passed away when I was younger as well, and I've been through the same type of thing. Um, yeah. Dang I mean, I know when I've just diverged a wee bit. I mean, for your story, but I'm just to kind of let you who I know some of these things in regards to kind of uh, um, can relate to it in a sense yeah. where, and it was knowing that sense, but it was a synchronistic way how I ended up at hospital kind of thing because I went and my I stayed in Penzance for a year and a few friends right. with us and. Um, one friend had kind of left, they kind of got fed up kind of with the job he was working at and stuff like that. I had another friend who was still there, we shared a flat and um, and he kind of left. And the night he, my mother was had cancer, was in hospital and when he left, um, I went up and visited my mum that night and I probably would have put it off to another night or something like that, she was in hospital and I went yeah. up that night and I wouldn't have been up that night unless uh, unless he had, had they left or whatever else, just that set day I went up and seen her, and then uh, she said to me, just kind of stay in our house tonight, because I stayed at the flat, so I went and stayed in her house, and the next morning she died, and I wouldn't have got the phone call either, I got the phone call, came to the house, because my sister was working or whatever else, then like, she died that day, and I was kind of first day up to the hospital, but it was all these kind of synchronistic things that actually put me in that place, to actually, I wouldn't have picked a call up otherwise, until well, yeah. well, well later on, I wouldn't have went and seen her the night before, um, mm. if that just hadn't happened, I know like people could just say, Well, that just happened or whatever else, but um, well, yeah, that's but, it, isn't it? And and I think in hindsight, we look at these things, you sort of, I mean, the the, the examples that I was given were quite immediate or well, very immediate, but yeah, the, the, like we again, like we were talking before we started, I feel that synchronicity is you know, it's like you don't always recognize them at the time, but when you look back at it, yeah, um, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, that that makes sense of that went like that, you know. If I, if if it had gone any other way, then you know that that would have, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, so that was. I mean, there's a few other things happened, but that was. I can understand where you've a few things put me in that place at the time. You know what I mean with that, and then there was other things after. Not mean, but in re- so in regards to um, just to take you back a wee bit, in regards to um, where thinking about like the paranormal aspect of things and spirituality mm-hmm. were you into that prior to obviously can you experience this with your, your mum can you die and stuff like that or did you have some type of kind of knowledge spirituality and, and, and things like yeah that? i mean i mean so this this was really the catalyst right uh that well that that phone call with my mum and, and i've been thinking about it lately that that phone call really changed everything i mean a few other things came along as well that, that sort of really solidified um this path that i'm on now but that that was really I I've often thought if if that hadn't have happened how it happened I probably wouldn't have written this book, um, or or even maybe explored this at all I I'm not sure, but what what it did was kind of made me think about other stuff that had happened in the past. Um, so at, at that time of life a couple of years ago, or nearly three years ago, um, it wasn't really something that I was thinking about at all. You know, uh, I was living sort of very practically. I was getting into this whole acting thing. I've been living in London fairly recently moved here 2017 so that was kind of enjoying that up until up until um 2020 but yeah I was kind of wrapped up in all that and and uh not really thinking about anything uh too spiritual or anything mm-hmm. um but it did make me think of other instances and and I remember when I was a kid we'd moved into uh into a council house on, on the Isle of Wight 
I remember stuff happening around the house, just just like there was always banging in the attic. And um, I remember watching a couple of things move about. And then as I got older, I thought, did did that really happen? Or was that just, you know, was that just like my imagination at the time? You know, I grew up in the 80s. I was thinking, you know, big fan of Ghostbusters and stuff like, you know, you, you know what I mean? I kind of, yeah, I kind of like doubted it, you know, as I got older and a bit more practical. But it was seen that something would come along every few years. When I was a teenager, I remember reading this, um, reading about astral projection. I remember trying to invoke it, and it happened really quickly. And I had the experience, and 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 one of the things that happened as I had this experience, I was just laying there after reading this thing about astral projection. I think, well, that sounded cool. You know, I'll try it. And and I remember very quickly having this separation and feeling that I was floating above myself, above the bed, still feel myself on the bed. Yeah, but what I wasn't yeah. counting on was I suddenly had a third perspective from the side of the room. Like I could see all this happening, right? And 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 that just threw me. It was way too much for my 14-year-old brain to comprehend, you know. And 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 I just kind of snapped myself out of it. And and then, you know, a bit of time went by and I thought, oh, I don't know, was that re- did that really happen again? And then I remember somebody called into a TV show one morning and I'd never heard anybody, and this was a few years later, and somebody had said that it had spontaneously happened to them the night before. And what was the the deal breaker for me was that he started talking about this this alternative view from the side of the room, you know, that he was suddenly yeah, as though yeah. he was like stuck to the wall watching himself. And I was like, oh, I've, not, I've never heard anyone explain that before. Like the, exactly, you know, and I thought, well, maybe it did happen. Um, I got a bit older and, and I got a couple of other other things to tell you about. Um, and I sort of put all that to bed. Um, I, I ended up living, I ended up traveling a lot. Um and of all places, I ended up living in Helsinki, and I was running bars and nightclubs um, after being a bartender for a few years. And just through staying in that environment, they just kind of graduated me to a uh, to the manager, you know, and um, just just out of me procrastinating and being lazy, really. And um, I was kind of living a very sort of self indulgent lifestyle at the time, and um, wasn't really thinking about much else other than myself and having fun and, and all that. And I was probably mid thirties, so probably should have known better by that point. But I woke up one morning and I remember having this, just this thought, and it wasn't a new thought, but I was just thinking about how, um, you know, we've only got this moment of now, right? You know, it's, it's like now all the time. It's like everything else is kind of like a thought of yesterday or, or or what we want to happen in the future. And and this particular morning, something shifted, like it's almost as though it physically shifted. And I felt this kind of wave of fear come over me that I never felt before. And all of a sudden it was as though linear time fell away and it was suddenly like now right and and i couldn't switch it off it was just suddenly people talk about you know connecting with the moment of now it was like that times a thousand and 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 it scared the hell out of me i was like okay what it, it was like some it was almost as though i were having a a depersonalization experience and i was like up here aware of my thoughts and kind of watching watching myself have this freak out and I couldn't get away from it. And 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 everything else just sort of fell away and seemed really absurd. Like my life seemed absurd. Um, and, and just the concept of time just, just suddenly made no sense. And I was like, I need to, I'm just gonna go out and walk this off. And I remember putting on my headphones and heading down to the to the water where I lived nearby and trying to walk it off, and it just didn't stop. And and I went to work that night in this, this club I was working at. And and again, just couldn't switch it off. And 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 I would describe it like I started thinking, okay, I'm I'm like losing it. 
And it was almost as though I were like kind of hanging onto a slippery bar, you know, uh, and of, of like reality. And I was just, just about keeping it together. I was, you know, somewhat functioning at work and I was trying to explain to people, I was like, look, something's going on with me. Um, and, and it's not like, you know, no drugs are involved, anything like that. You know, um, it was just completely out of the blue. And, uh, and, and, you know, people would look at me kind of like with this sort of sure, you know, like <laughs> doubtful expression that I was like losing the plot. Or, or you know with sympathy and um and this just kept going on for weeks and i was like okay this is this is um i was getting to the point that i was like okay i can't this is too much and i went to a doctor and they started using the word psychosis which which just terrified me even further and and they gave me like a bunch of anti-anxiety meds gave me some sleeping pills which i took i mean the sleeping pills would knock me out the anti-anxiety meds just didn't touch it and um and, and and I kept I, I sort of kept taking these pills and and I'd wake up each morning and um and the whole thing would start again and and it it was just like just living in this weird mild panic at where where reality just seemed like it didn't make sense mm-hmm. and and this constant moment of being like now 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 you know um I went to see another doctor same diagnosis and I was like okay I, I was getting to the point within a couple of months not to take this down a dark path but I thought. Well, if this is the way my brain's working now, then I'm I'm out of it. You know, this I, this isn't any way to function, right? Um, and then eventually, I, I went to a, a therapist, and and what what sort of attracted me to this guy was that he advertised himself as a hypnotist. And I thought, okay, well, let's try this. Just like hypnotize this away, right? Just just zap it away and get me back to uh get me back to the herd, you know. And I told him this whole story, and he was kind of the first person that didn't you know, sort of just diagnosed me as, as kind of, uh, you know, having some sort of mental uh, breakdown. And he said, no, 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 man. He said, you're fine. He said, you're, you're having an awakening. You know, he said, what you're talking about. He said, it's as though you're seeing reality, like as it really is. And, and, and most people don't get to glimpse this and, and kind of turned it around. And, and, um, and he gave me a very basic, in, in hindsight, a very basic grounding meditation, um, which I started practicing like, two or three times a day just to sort of like get me um back on track and very gradually i sort of like came back online again you know and um and and that was it you know no meds nothing like that i I mean it took a few months it would be as though you know one week i would have one good day and the rest would still be pretty horrific and then the next week it'd be two good days and so on Mm. and gradually i just sort of came back again and, and and i was like well what what was that you know and then i just happily put it behind me right um, but again, so just to bring it back to the story about my mum, and, and I got to say, these things were years apart, you know, I'm talking about, I'm walking around talking about these things and it's quite a lot, but you know, five years stretches, I'm not thinking about any of this, you know, I'm just paying my bills, going to work, watching my favorite TV show, you know, just, I just, I, I didn't want to think about that stuff. And, um, and then I just kind of sort of came to the conclusion that, all right, every few years, it seems like something was tapping me on the shoulder. And, and that was a pretty big one um so maybe i should, should look into this stuff you know and um and then yeah like i say sort of my mum my passing was really was really the trigger to to sort of explore it did you just go back to um when you tried astral traveling start off when you were quite young um yeah did you ever you ever suffer from sleep paralysis i didn't no um i've heard people talk about it um my mum did talk about it um just to play devil's advocate and and you know look, look at all possibilities but um but yeah no i don't i don't remember having it 
What what kind of during that kind of process with the the now process? What what kind of at, at the beginning like can he scared you? Yeah, a lot about it. It was just overwhelming. It was it was though I switched channels completely. Um, and I, and I can't explain it. It, it was. I don't know if you've ever had that that cold wave of fear wash over you, you know, where where everything's about to go really yeah. bad. It it was that, but but for no, I couldn't sort of see any external reason, and it was all it was all to do with me, you know. It was all something to do with what something was switched in my in my brain, you know. I thought, and um and you know, I'm not I'm not discounting it either. I'm like you know, let maybe it is psychosis. And but one interesting thing that I've sort of gone into. I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit away from your question. No, no, not at all. No, was that was that? Yeah, sort of looking into all this stuff now over the last couple of years and writing the book. And I, I wrote another book afterwards. Was this is a few people have got in touch with me and said, "Oh, yeah, I went through that." And 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 then looking into it, um, people started talking about this thing called the shamanic sickness, right? And and I'm not being a self-professed, um, you know, uh, mystic or anything like that, but it seems that back in the you know thousands of years ago um this was like a process that people would go through and those people would normally end up as the as the medicine person of of, of that tribe or what have you you know sort of go to the brink of madness and then come back again and then they'd be the people that would they would go to for sort of you know spiritual advice and, and stuff like that so it was kind of again just sort of where the where i've sort of placed myself now with this book and and all that kind of stuff and, and then um learning a lot about mediumship which which i haven't got to yet um I don't know. It, it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it was something. I'm not dismissing mental illness at all, and, and no, people no, absolutely no. go through things. But I want, I do wonder um, if it does occasionally get misdiagnosed. You know, because um, I, I came back uh, with a few meditations. You know, well, one thing I was going to ask you as well. I mean, and I, and I probably know the answer to this already, but if you could go back. And for the the time you had when you felt uncomfortable and like the world was kind of closing in or that anxiety, fear, and mm. the whole process of that, if you could change it, would you change it or still have it happen to where you are today? Yeah, that's something I thought on a lot, actually. Um, I think I'd just go through it. I think I'd go through it again. Yeah. Um. I, I was very fearful that that it would come up again, and and uh, another story, yet another story uh, to tell you where, where I thought that that that, that uh, you know that it was just spontaneously sort of coming on again. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I think that I, I, yeah, I, I feel that the again with the benefit of hindsight, I feel that if I am heading towards mediumship, I've learned a lot about meditations and I've been um, given um, talks on meditation and stuff like that. I feel that it's a very sort of not to the extreme that I went through, but it's a very powerful skill or, or tool, I should say, to be able to connect with the moment of now, you know, and it's like I had it a thousandfold. Yeah. But I think in terms of and especially through meditation, which is I, I feel is really sort of the key towards uh, mediumship. Um, it, it's, it's it's almost essential, you know, you, you just just to really try and connect with this present moment, because, you know, without sounding too cliched it's all we've got <laughs> yeah totally i mean and, and, it's, and it's it's too easy to just get wrapped up in day-to-day life and it's yeah like, and it's and it's like and it fleets past um it fleets past without you actually realizing and i mean um 
had a number of experiences with the younger as well. And I, one of the one of the things that used to stress me out the most was time. Yeah. Was time. Time was the biggest stressor for me because it was either going too fast and how could I slow it down and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And that was one of the biggest things that I used to kind of think a lot and dwell on and thinking it was like time. Mm-hmm. And it was um and it was down to no being and now, I mean, as you say, it was because uh, things are going in too fast and repetition and life just mm. kind of passing by. Mm. Um, but I, I totally interesting. So moving on, when you, um, so the meditations and stuff that you learned um, and the guys, how did it, obviously that kind of transpire for you and for there? Well, yeah, I, I just, uh, so meditation was something I'd learned about as a personal trainer to get out of the whole um bar industry that I was in at the time I, I trained to become a personal trainer and and uh, I think that probably also came from that experience in hindsight just looking at it now um to just make things very physical you know just concentrate on the physical let's just be here and just forget about whatever the hell that stuff was you know mm-hmm. um so I kind of learned about meditation at, at a practical level um and then obviously through 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 that experience that I had um but sorry I'm I'm sort of losing track of where we were it's really come it's really come you know in, into its own for me through through learning about uh mediumship essentially yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean so the the, the meditation lead into mediumship when you started learning about meditation that led into mediumship and then obviously um into the book so, yeah it's, it's sort of so, somewhat the other way around um so so just um through losing my mum i came across this book by a medium called claire broad right so this was a funny little synchronicity here with this as well um so i i downloaded this i, I listened to this audio book and and the, the the title of the book caught caught my eye it was called i think it's called what the dead are Ty- what the dead are dying to teach us and um and it was a bit of a quirky title and uh, and I sort of read the synopsis and it was about mediumship which is which isn't something I'd really looked at after losing my mom it was the first kind of thing I looked at to do with it and um and interestingly like on the first page of this book that I was listening to and I, and I didn't know where Claire was from she could have been from England she could have been from the states she could have been from Australia um and the first page took place across the street from where I lived right there's a cemetery there was Richmond cemetery across the road and and her story began there, like when she was awesome. a kid. That's like where she first experienced, um, you know, connecting as, as a medium. Yeah. And I was like, well, at the time, what a strange coincidence, you know. Um, and started, and, and I read this book, and then a little bit later, um, Claire had a, a workshop uh, at a place called the College of Psychic Studies, which is which is uh, which sounds absolutely nuts, which is in London. Um, I didn't know that the place even existed. You know, it sounds like the X Men school or something, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I went along to that and, and I told her the story that I just told you and she was like, oh yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, she was, she was kind of first person that had, uh, at the time that sort of didn't sort of just dismiss the whole thing, you know. And um, and yeah, so, so I kind of got on board with her, did a couple of um, uh, workshops with her. But uh, again, just to sort of uh, use the word again, but the real game changer was um, when we moved into this new place that I told you about, I'd walked down the road uh, hundred times and one day I just happened to notice there was a small spiritualist church nestled at the back of this street and and I didn't really know what a spiritualist church was at the time I probably probably come across it in Claire's book but I didn't know they were everywhere like uh, in London especially um and and I saw there was a demonstration of mediumship um on on that Sunday coming up so I was like all right I'm going to go along and weirdly I, I was 
in a very skeptical frame of mind, even though I was going there. And this is probably three or four months after my mom had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and obviously I wanted to hear from my mom. That, that was the whole reason behind it. And that was the whole reason behind all of this, you know, looking into mediumship and all the rest of it. Um, and there was a lady working there that night. Her name is Janet, Janet Neville. And, um, and she, and I didn't really know what to expect. There was maybe 15, 20 people there. And I turned all of my social media accounts to private for some reason, not as though anybody knew I was even going there, but I was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, you know, you see these films where there's somebody at the back with a microphone or <laughs> so I didn't know what was going to happen, you know? And, um, so I went in anyway, I, I watched her work her way around the congregation and she was just getting like, yes, after yes. You know, she was telling uh, one lady about a house in Scotland um, and, and she claimed that she didn't know the name of the town. She's like, I don't know what this is, but does this make sense to you? And the lady was like, yeah, that was where, where my husband's family were, uh, where he grew up, you know, um, and, and all this kind of thing. And she went around and she was getting like a 90% success rate, I'd say. And eventually she got to me and, and she started talking about a young man or, or somebody that had passed when he was young. And I was like, okay, I, I know a, a couple of people. Right. And, um, and what she was saying at the time didn't really initially, I was thinking, okay, I don't know who the hell she's talking about. And, and again, I wanted to hear from my mom. I was thinking, you know, who is this? I, I I don't know. And I was thinking about the wrong person. And, and then when she kind of, she just kept on, she was insisting like, no. And she started talking about me being a medium as well. Uh, or the spirit was talking about me being a medium. And, um, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because it had only been something that I'd just been looking into through, through Claire's book. Um, and, and I hadn't told anyone about it through fear of ridicule or people just saying, well, you're, you're just in denial about your mom and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And she's like, well, yeah, you're standing up here and, and you're going to be this voice for spirit, as she said at the time. And, um, and then all of a sudden she, she kept talking about this guy and the penny dropped. And I was like, oh, she's talking about Tim, you know? Um, and, 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 and it just made perfect sense. Everything she'd said just somebody that I hadn't thought of for many years, somebody that passed away when I was, I was probably 17. I think he was 20. And then just as she was done with him, um, she said, Oh, I've got, uh, I've got a lady that very recently passed. And, and the thing, the thing that just was, and I think I've, I've got to stop saying game changer. I can't help it. It's stuck. <laughs> the game changer <laughs> was um, her accent changed. Right. So she had a very Cockney accent, this lady. Yeah, and all of a sudden her accent went to like a a, a Midlands accent of, of the UK, and uh, like a, well, my mum was from Derby, and um, and she just started talking about you know the 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 moments surrounding her passing and kind of described it, but her accent changed and she was talking about being lifted up by angels, as she said, and she said it was wonderful, and the way she said it was just you know I got a lump in the throat, my heart started racing, it was my mum's voice, you know. And, um, and that again was just changed everything, you know, um, it was a very short message and she was like, well, she's with you right now and all that stuff. And I walked out of there thinking just like, oh, just like this relief somehow, you know, and, and I, and I went, um, to meet my partner who she doesn't believe in any of this stuff, by the way, she's, um, she's very sort of, you know, virgin towards, uh, atheist. And, uh, and even she kind of welled up when I, when I told her the story about what she said, and and like yeah, just all these things, you know, just just kept coming up, and it and it and it just seems, you know, sort of inevitable that I am where I am now. Um, but that was probably the point where I thought, okay, I'm going to start writing about this, you know, mm-hmm. um, just just the story itself of losing my mum, and then all these things that were coming up, 
and and all the things that I look back on from the past, I thought, well, this seems like there's something going on here and uh, I'll just document it, you know. Um, so just sort of to get back to the book a little bit, there are lots of meditations in there and I kind of wrote it as I was learning about this stuff. And and at the beginning, I'm sort of trying to play devil's advocate or maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But by the end of it, I kind of, I've been through so much and then learning about mediumship myself, giving people readings, although very rudimentary sort of basic ones mm-hmm. and telling people stuff that I know that I didn't know this stuff, you know, just giving people such off the wall information and they've been like oh yeah yeah that's, that makes perfect sense you know and I, and I don't know where I got it from I mean I kind of I know how it works but I don't know how it works you know <laughs> and um and yeah so so the book essentially sort of you know if somebody is grieving and or, or had a, a what they could call a spiritual awakening or any of that stuff I feel like it's kind of a, a guide to sort of get through that and what worked for me basically so you were saying there, so uh, through the book as well, you put in the meditations that you've learned as well, so people can actually practice them as they kind of go through. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I was kind of, I was a bit apprehensive about it because, you know, we've got a very, um, in the UK and Scotland and uh, all over this side, we've got a very traditional um, history of of, of uh, spiritualism, right? And and I don't consider myself a, a spiritualist to the point, um, although I've trained trained with them. Um, and, and I've trained with the Spiritualist uh, Association of Great Britain and stuff and places like that. Um, but I feel like a bit of a maverick, you know, sort of stepping in here, being like, oh, okay, a few months and anyone can do this or, you know. But I, I believe that, you know, we really can. And, and of course, not everybody is immediately going to get results or some people are going to get results, you know, quicker than than I did. You know, it's taken me some time and it comes and goes. Um, but yeah, I, I feel that it's really, I, I, all I've done is sort of say what worked for me and, and I've put all these meditations in there, uh, from the very grounding ones kind of working towards connecting with spirit guides and then, and then, yeah, you know, hopefully, um, making a connection with somebody that, that you might've lost. Yeah. No, it sounds good. I'm really, um, I'm a great believer in, in anybody can learn this, know what I mean, yeah. the time and learn that and, and focus on it. And I mean, really am, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think that's good as well. I mean, for the whole point of people's grieving and if they, they find this book, you know what I mean, helps them and gets them along the kind of path towards it as well. Um, I can totally relate to your story as well in regards to when you um, had the medium um, talking a different accent. I, I, I'm not going to talk oh, about my okay. stories, but I had the exact same thing happened. I went, I had a, a medium come to my house and didn't know who was at the house, didn't know who was there. It was a, it was a man, and he, it was English. Yeah. And um, when they came to me, I was really sceptical. I mean, although I'm getting, I'm into the paranormal and stuff like that, but I'm into it with a kind of logical mind as well, and I'm, you're kind of sceptical of some things and until you actually kind of believe or whatever, but um, I went in there with kind of open mind, but I was kind of, I'd say, sceptical with a bit of open mind as well. And when it came to me, He'd originally said, I've got, um, what was it? I've got um, Moira here, mm. uh, or Marion, or I think it was. And then I said, No, I don't know Marion. And then he was like, And he was like, She knows you. And he was talking about other people. He went and talked about somebody else. And then uh, another lady called Margaret, and the scared the way they looked and stuff like that. I'm like, No. And he, and he said, You don't know your family that well, do you? And I said, no, no, really, because uh, mm. when I was young, we kind of moved away, and some of them died, and all that kind of stuff. And and then, um, and then he, when eventually he, my mum came through, okay, yeah. he spoke like her. Yeah, and he was, he was an English man. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. spoke like my mum. 
and mannerisms and the way she'd say words and stuff. And I think was it. it wasn't exactly her. It, it didn't sound like a woman's voice, obviously, but it mm. sounded like as if he'd heard my mum speak before. That I mean, yeah. so he couldn't have heard that anywhere, obviously. And he, the things he'd, he'd said as well, um, it was just it was, it was unbelievable. You know what I mean? So I so experienced that as well, exact same. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. That, that's interesting that, that you had the same thing. I actually haven't heard many people say that with the accent thing. Um, yeah, no, that that was what did it. And she only said a few words, but just the the key, the way she said "wonderful" was like what, I can't really do it. But she was like "wonderful, wonderful." It was it was like oh, that's that's my mum. Then she would use that word a lot. And um, yeah, no, it, it was really really comforting. We we now went back to tell my sisters a story, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an interesting thing in it as well, and my sister, she listened to this, she'll probably laugh that he says that you're, you're, um, he says you've got a sister, and um, he said, I, I can hear the name, I don't want to say it because it sounds, it sounds funny. He said, is it, because I'm trying to hear it right, and he says it's, um, Saucy, Saucer, and I said, oh, Saucer, my sister's name is Saucer. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, he, he says, uh, your mum says, um, Sasha thinks she's a white witch <laughs> and she's as much of a white witch as arm or something like that. And she said she was trying to make something to do with her ashes into some type of jewel or something like that. And she's mum like laughing at the point of being carried around in some type of jewel. And I actually <laughs> asked my sister that and she says, Aye, that's true. She was going to make it into some type of earring or something like that. So random. When I spoke yeah. to my sisters, they said like the the Marion was your gran, that was your auntie. That was your auntie, kind of Mimi and stuff like that. And I said, All right, aye, that's right. Because you, you don't when you're that age, you're your grand, your grand, you forget they're actually kind of they're, they're kind of fun Christian name, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like you're just yeah. it just goes out your mind. And then yeah, you know, the people who had kind of recognized and said, but I mean it was, it was totally interesting. So you you've yeah. said you, you said from there you've went on now and you've written another book from that as well. Yeah. Um so I felt like I'd learned so much at the end of the first one that you know I feel that now uh looking at it, I feel that the first one is like almost like a soft introduction to this this uh, these subjects, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and the second one I just I just felt like I'd learned and and had so many experiences. And and also it suddenly got bigger, you know, it was sort of sort of bigger than mediumship. I I I ended up um sort of just trying to devour everything I could find on on the subject and um and it led me down these different paths and I found a lot of similarities to do with sort of uh, indigenous uh, shamans. Like the, there were so many similarities between what we call, you know, modern day mediumship, you call yeah. it that, and and sort of ancient traditions of particularly, uh, and, and I'm sure there's more, I just kind of focused on um, indigenous uh, North and South American um, cultures and, 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 and was lucky enough to, to, you know, get to talk with a few people uh, from there, um, who I've quoted in the book, actually, I hope they're all right with that. <laughs> it's, out, it's out next year, but um, but yeah, the, the, I, I just felt there was like this whole sort of um, it just opened up such a such a whole new world, and 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 I very much go into the sort of meta- metaphysics and delving into the whole time thing and trying as best as I could to sort of look into the science side of of this whole um, you know, only having the moment of now and all that stuff. Yeah, and um. When I read it now, I feel like I'm learning something. I can't say this stuff off the top of my head, yeah. but um, but I, I'll also go as far as saying that I believe that I didn't write some of it. I believe that it that it came through. Um, it was uh, some of it started getting conversational, and and, it, and I, this sounds way out there, and and it still sounds way out there to me, you know. Um, but when I read it, I'm like, that's that's way smarter than me, you know. I I, I couldn't have come up with that, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it sort of goes it goes uh, a lot further than than mediumship. 
Um, but also try to have a bit of fun with it because I thought, okay, people that are going to read this might be interested in paranormal uh, stuff and things like that. So I, I devote a big section of the second book to talking about uh, history of witchcraft um, and and all sorts of um, yeah, more more sort of paranormal sort of uh, activity stuff through the middle, and then I sort of bring it back to mediumship and development of mediumship at the end. So yeah. have you you got a website? or um in that in regards to that and you can obviously let the listeners know where they can find your books as well yeah absolutely start again. yeah um i've got uh philwebster.com so that's phil with two l's um and and i've just just made a course which kind of accompanies the the first book and sort of bridges the gap between book one and book two because there is quite a jump between them um so yeah hopefully people will be interested in that and um yeah and i'm hoping to set up like a, a, an online circle um because i've been in a development circle myself mm-hmm. and the lady unfortunately can't do it anymore and i was like okay well that's just, i'm just gonna make my own you know um i'm not not wanting to be too arrogant i mean i feel like i've still got a lot to learn um but i feel like it could just be a place where like-minded people could get together hold each other accountable to sort of just stay on top of this because you know i struggle with myself um with with setting time aside to meditate and and, and that kind of yeah, thing yeah. So um, I'll benefit from it as much as anyone else. Yeah. Which the so I t- just uh, if you can give anybody a tip um, before we finish up in regards to what's the best thing you've learned in regards to setting aside time to actually meditate. I know it might be something saying as simple as setting an alarm, but I mean, what what did you find? No, it's a, it's a very good, it's a really valid um, question because because I do struggle with it myself, you know. Uh, even if I've got free time, I'll find myself messing around with this or that. You know, we get so distracted so easily now. Totally. And and just to, you know, we are bombarded constantly with thoughts. And I feel that the biggest benefit that I've found from meditation is being able to step back from the thoughts and not getting caught up in it. And I feel that's the game changer. And also when it comes to mediumship, when you can step back and and observe your thoughts, and when something new comes in, you can recognize it as not you. You know, it's not that whole yeah. stuff that's going on over here. But yeah, in terms of setting time aside, um, I feel that a lot of sort of, um, I, don't, I don't know, like a, a common sort of belief around, med- um, sorry, I know said mediumship, meditating, is is that, you know, you need to be in this silent space um, and just with no distractions and, you know, just sort of, you know, somehow concentrate on on, on just being in the moment. And I feel like that you can really use the moment, you know, for for example, right now I've got planes flying over to Heathrow airport and, you know, you might be sitting and there might be a school nearby and you've got kids outside or, or something like that. And I feel that you can really use those just to connect yourself with the moment of now. So you don't have to be in this silent space. You can just be like, okay, whatever that is, just, just use it to bring you back to this moment and always come back to the breath. You know, if you, and you are going to get distracted, your mind's going to take you here and there. Um, but yeah, the, the key is to just sort of come back to the moment, come back to the breath. And, uh, and, and even if you only do it for five minutes, um, or even two minutes, you know, then, then it's, it's beneficial. Yeah. It's better not doing it at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Phil, listen, thanks very much for coming on. I uh, appreciate you coming on spending time. Um, very interesting chat and uh, I'll put all the links in the show notes as well. Thank you very much. Um, really appreciate it. I really enjoyed talking with you, and, and I'm a fan of your show. So yeah, it was a, it was a it was a pleasure to come on. Good, thanks.